Hello, this is Eric with the PHP Ugly Team. I want to take a moment and apologize for the quality of this podcast. We never claim to be professional podcasters, and our podcast has always been a little, let's just say, rough around the edges. But this one is particularly bad. To our credit, we've been podcasting now for just around four years, and we have not lost an episode to date. All things being equal... I probably would have dumped this episode, but as Tom brings up in the show, it turns out this episode is the last episode of 2020. So I figured I should do my best to save it. If you're curious, we do have redundant recording devices when we do our podcasts, and rarely do we ever have to even fall back to the backup recording, but it happens from time to time. And unfortunately, the stars aligned and all the recordings were bad and had flaws. So that is going to explain some of the quality issues you have in this podcast. I hope you can bear with it. And while I have your attention, I want to thank you for listening to our podcast and for watching our YouTube channel and for participating in our Discord channel if you are one of those people. We do really enjoy doing this, and I have enjoyed meeting new people a lot more than I thought I would, to be honest with you. I never actually thought what would be the repercussions of recording our conversations and posting them on the internet. And it turned out the repercussions have been, all in all, pretty positive. I've got to meet a lot of new people, have a lot of great conversations, and genuinely enjoyed myself doing it. So, once again, I want to thank you for hanging out with us through the year, and we will continue in 2021. But for now, we're going to take a break until after the holidays. And on that note, I would like to get started with the show. Enjoy yourself. You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. You're listening to episode 217 of PHP Ugly, a weekly podcast from three PHP developers. We talk coding, chat, whatever, whatever suits our fancy. I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson, and with me is a very hairy John Congdon. <laughs> you know you like it. You like it a lot. I do. I do. And even a hairier, Tom Rideout. Hello! I'm good. I I was given a uh, an Elgato Stream Deck, and I'm trying to get it working. Uh, thank you very much. The the package that Eric said he had sent, he actually had sent. He wasn't just lying. And uh, yeah, it showed up only two weeks late. Whenever I send anything to Thomas, it usually has a quick stop with the FBI for a couple of days before it moves on. Yeah, nothing's nothing simple with me. You don't want to know. They have, like, mics now shoved into your elephant. <laughs> By the way, there was an elephant in the package that Eric sent to Donald. Yes. 
since we're not really saying what was in there other than the stream deck. Yeah, yeah. All right. We got a little OBS now. Good. We think. Okay. Well, as uh, as Tom continues to work through the technical difficulties, I guess we'll start with John. John, how was your how was your week? Why why me? We should start with you. We never start with you. I'll start. I had a fantastic yeah. week week, man. Excuse me. Why was it fantastic? I, um, well, first thing I've been coding. I've been coding like a freaking animal. Coding like an animal. Came, uh, wife walked. <laughs> That's into why my it's all office. broken. Huh? Wife walked into my office at four o'clock in the morning, and I'm behind the keyboard with my headphones on, coding away. And she just taps me on the shoulder, and I look over at her. My wife wakes up that early because she works at a hospital. She has to be at work. She goes, "Had a good night coding, didn't you?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'll be in bed in a minute." <laughs> She goes, I gotta go to work. It's four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, all right. So yeah, I had a had a good time. We had man, we had a marathon of podcasts yesterday. I mean, not a marathon. We had two back to back podcasts. I don't know about you, John, but they just felt good. Like, yeah, not like this one. They just they were felt good. <laughs> a little more professional. Yeah, Tiny bit professional. Yeah. So we uh we've been talking about it on the show for a while. We haven't made a big hoopla about it and we'll let you guys know. We're not gonna we're not gonna make a big hoopla about it. We soft launched uh our our product, Argus.to, R A R G U S dot which is just a it's meant to be a drop dead simple cron job monitoring service. You don't have to install anything on your machine. All you have to do is when your cron job kicks off, you ping a URL. And then if you want to know when it ends, you ping the URL again. And based on some settings you set up in the interface and based on those pings, the, the uh, service starts to figure out, well, it doesn't start. It figures out, you know, if the cron job's running when it's supposed to. Yeah. So we, we built we it because we needed it and figured other people could use it. Yeah. Yeah. That That's the big thing is, you know, something we, we, we've been dog fooding for, for months now. We've, we've had a client on it and uh, we've been using it. Client's super happy with it. And that's actually what I spent a lot of time uh, coding last night is just these things that, you know, like when, when we had the client using it, it was just like, whatever just get it working let's just get it functional we'll we'll iterate we'll iterate and then when we soft launched on monday which meant you know we basically opened it up to anybody who wanted to to join and when we soft launched i started to go back through everything um I, i i'm like always logged into it so like the marketing side of it i haven't looked at in a while so i had I logged out yesterday and I started looking at it and there were just like all these little things that were like just irritating me. Like, Oh, I, I can't believe we forgot to do that. Oh, we, we didn't get back to that. Oh, oh, oh. And so I just started refactoring things. It all started with just the FAQs. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to refactor the FAQs t- tonight and then I'll worry about everything else later. And the FAQs, Turned into the login page, turned into the registration page, turned into <laughs> the bot, the support bot. I mean, it just it just went on and on and on, and uh, I just hit a stride. Oh man, I just had a had a blast. It, it was so fun because it was you know it was our it's our pro- project. There was no client to talk to. I don't know. I just I enjoy it. I enjoy coding. You know that about me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so had a good week so far. I'm I'm running out of steam. Like I'm definitely looking to get through the show because uh I, I've been busy. Like I, I went to bed around five 
and then got up at nine and have been going full throttle from nine until until right now. Uh, I haven't had a break, so <laughs> I, I'm thinking like after the show, I'm just going to crash. <laughs> I bet I dragged him into a a work Christmas thing today. We decided to do our own virtual Christmas party, holiday party, whatever you want to call it, and it really was just most of us hanging out for an hour or so, just kind of chatting, cool. you know. Trying to take it easy, kind of review the year, look forward to next year. And I think a lot of, uh, I think you know, the team forgets that there are other people and other projects that that you know aren't participating in like the 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 Slack channels that like the majority of the companies and you know we have other developers and it's just nice to kind of get everybody just chatting again. It's always good. It was good. Yeah. So I thought, and, and John did a little state of the union sort of talk, which was. Very good, very insightful. I think uh, I appreciate it. It was it was good for me to know this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of la- last minute. It was something I wanted to do, but not. I'm not organized. I'm not great at getting that kind of stuff done. And decided, let me just throw a little something together, say a few words, just to have something, you know, some sort of organization to putting a bunch of people into a Zoom room, which can often be awkward. Uh, mm-hmm. So it gave us a, a little start. I wish I would have done a little more planning and done, you know, done something like that, but then also some sort of like interactive game other than just talking. Although I enjoyed our talks. I mean, we talked about where people were living and, you know, getting a little more personal than just talking shop. Yeah. Yeah. John, John showed us his nipple piercings. It was, it was, it was a yeah. bonding moment. Oh, see, now I'm, now I'm bummed I didn't get to go on there. <laughs> you should you, you were invited. I was busy. I always feel like always feel like we need to uh, we need to restate for like new people joining us. Uh, if you're curious who we are, first thing, what a, it's surprising how many people still don't realize this is a pro PHP podcast. Like, <laughs> still get the occasional message of, "Hey, what's wrong with PHP?" Like, no, nothing, bro. We're great. Yeah, we like PHP. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we're all PHP developers by day and by night, apparently. Like. <laughs> night early morning um john and i have have a company a little development studio where we have about uh, eight eight or nine developers now I, I actually don't know what the current count is um but uh we have clients and yeah so that's our, our that's our gig man where we, we enjoy we enjoy php we have a business uh base, you know built around php and um yeah so tom I, you you didn't miss the the joke i told john in our little meeting um so i I had a conversation i let my wife know hey we launched our first product like the first product we built from the ground up for just us you know we launched it and it's called argus and my wife just kind of looked at me she goes interesting 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 name and i'm like and she's like what is it i'm like oh you know it, it's around cron jobs so there's there are these things called cron jobs they run and you know there's not a lot of visibility of whether they actually ran or if they stopped or if they didn't stop or blah 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 and so our service allows people to know that their jobs ran she goes oh i get the name now and i'm like you get the name what do you mean she's argus our guess is as good as yours <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not it. I'm like, damn it! I need to change the name now. <laughs> For those who don't know, Argus was the hundred-eyed god of Greek mythology. Always, 
always yeah. keeping an eye on everything. That's a, that's exactly correct. You must have looked it up. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, I thought it was so clever when I came up with that name. And I, and I, I had I had stumbled upon it at some point. I'm like, I, I remember thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, that, that would be a good name for, for a, a monitoring company. Like, a, a co- I, yeah, I always thought it would make a good name for a company. And so I, I threw it on... I threw it on our monitoring system, and now it's Argus. Yeah, and it's I have been doing a lot of a lot of reading about Greek mythology lately. It's funny that uh, now that I can see, I enjoy reading. <laughs> Crazy how that is, huh? Yeah, yeah. The the glasses thing, I'm I'm getting completely used to them now. They're it's more annoying to not have them on than to have them on, yep, which is strange. Yep. And they are constantly dirty. They're always dirty, and there's nothing I can do. Yep. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna give the, you a little hint. It's it's good for glasses and it's good for computer monitors. This whoosh, they are not a sponsor of the show. Where's the where's the camera at right there? Whoosh, you spray some of this stuff on your monitor, your iPad, yeah. or your glasses, and it melts and goes away. You have right. nothing to worry about because you don't have a monitor anymore. Mm-mm. It's actually built for them. I got this. Uh, I got this off a of recommendation from the Apple Store. Uh, she's like, you know what we use? This is what we you're use. Sp- so you must be tired because you're spending way too much time on a product that we're not sponsored for. <laughs> if, you keep this, if you keep giving away sponsorships that we're never going to be, <laughs> we we had talked a, a a couple weeks ago about getting uh, getting sponsored by. Uh, System seventy six. You you did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was your little pipe dream. <laughs> yeah, I emailed them and they never got they never got back to me. <laughs> oh, imagine that. <laughs> yeah, and I was pretty drunk when I did it, so I don't even know what I said. <laughs> that was nice that you did it. That's that's uh, that's half the battle. I'm impressed. Well, I also emailed uh, Voices of the Elephant and nominated myself, and they haven't gotten back to me either. <laughs> But that I blame that on you because you guys should have known that I would have done it just by telling me that I, all I had to do was email them. I mean, fucking Steve got on there. Fucking Jesus. Steve. <laughs> Thanks, actually. Thank you to Steve. Got my PHP Yorkshire elephant. I believe he had a hand in that. He did. He he put me in touch with uh, with the person who could uh, hook it up. So I I do appreciate that. Yeah, I came all the way from from our good friends over the pond. As they say, across the pond. So, yeah. How about you, Thomas? You said you were you were slammed today, huh? You couldn't you couldn't take fifteen minutes to drop into our little virtual love fest. No, because right at that moment, all JavaScript on our website had stopped working. Well, that that seems bad. It was bad. Uh, so you know, we I'm using Laravel Mix, and uh, I'm just using Copy to copy all of our JavaScript stuff over because it's all in basic vanilla old school mm-hmm. stuff. So didn't, didn't yeah. want to run Babel on it or anything. But then uh, they started trying to look at the optimization pages from Google and what could we do to speed things up and get better ranking. So they said, minify everything. Mm-hmm. And I went in and changed it from copy to JS, which calls Babel up and Babel does its whole thing. Mm-hmm. And Babel decided that our code should no longer run. <laughs> <laughs> you realize you could do that locally before pushing to production, right? Well, I thought it had worked. <laughs> all of the stuff got properly minified. Babel didn't spout out any errors. I had cleaned up all that stuff. It's mm-hmm. but somehow our one of our JavaScript includes just started throwing exceptions and killing the whole JavaScript pipeline as you do. So that's funny. It's funny you should mention that because uh, again, 
back to Argus. I, I, I'm going to mention Argus about another four or five times this show. So uh, be buckle up. It's going to be a very Argus heavy show. Uh, but one of the issues I, I've been addressing with Argus is we have a once you get logged in, we have a little support chat bot that we we wrote. Or well, we didn't write, but you know we we have on the site and um, in all the environments it runs it's runs fine. It's it's positioned to where it needs to be positioned. Everything looks good. Uh, you know, there, there's no issues. But then on production, the bot is the the little chat bot is underneath the the footer. And you can't, I mean, you can still get to it, but it's not obvious what it is. So it's underneath the footer. And, and for the longest time, I, I couldn't figure out why that was happening. Like, no matter what I did, no matter what I changed, as far as styles go, that that continued, that behavior continued to happen. And then, you know, of course, I finally sat back and I'm like, okay, wait a minute. What's the only thing different between production and all the other environments is in production, I run NPM uh, install prod and that, or run prod and not run dev. So I'm like, could that really be the problem? Is you know the only thing, I, as far as I know, the only thing run prod is doing is like mini, like you said, minifying all the files. So I switched the deployment script to do uh, npm run dev in production, and sure enough, the little stupid support bot is where it belongs. And I, for the life of me, cannot figure out why that's happening. So, yeah, screw uh, <laughs> JavaScript minify. But that's not JavaScript, is it? CSS. Yeah, actually, I think you're right. I, 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 don't, know if, I don't know if it's the CSS or... Yeah, I, I think it is the CSS, now that you say that. It has to be. I do be. think it's the CSS. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it's happening. It's, fu- it's, it's so frustrating. Yeah, it's just run dev in production. You're good. Nothing wrong there. That's that's it. I mean, what know. could possibly go wrong? <laughs> I do think we need to so get some more more marketing pages up for for the site, though. Don't feel obligated to show Argus.to on the stream, Thomas. I, I don't. I don't want you to feel you know pressured to to actually stream the 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 landing page on on our on our podcast as we as we speak about it i'm just uh just saying it's, it's not a priority well you're muted too so everything you're saying right now is not coming across We're very busy deleting last names from uh, our patreon list again <laughs> i thought you did that last week yeah i forgot it's oh, in two scroll. places <laughs> uh boy you want to see argus no, no, uh, not anymore. Now we're moving on. I don't, I don't even, I don't even have a button for the part. You don't have a button for your browser? No. There is pricing. There is pricing involved. I, I did keep the forty-five day trial, but uh, as my, as I spoke to my developers, they informed me that they had, they made some coding changes, and now the 40, 45 day free trial is managed through the Stripe subscription so you do have to actually sign up for a plan for the 45 day free trial to kick in and then of course you can cancel the plan before it's uh before it's over but it's not like one of those no credit card required sort of deals unfortunately Hmm. i i made the executive decision that i was okay with that but yeah yeah we'll have to monitor that you know when you're used to getting so many signups in a day you can start to a b test it and then see if no credit card gets you more people through the door, yeah, give us a few days and we'll figure that part out. Yeah, a few days, weekend, we'll, yeah, 
We'll we'll have enough sign ups by Monday. Sure. <laughs> hey, as soon as people realize how popular Argus is because of this podcast, the sponsors will be all over us. <laughs> That's my theory. That's your theory. That's my theory. You're sticking I'm, to I'm it. sticking with it. So right before the show started, uh, like you said, we we talk PHP, but we talk other stuff. I w- I went to retweet our tweets, and I saw on Twitter. It says Sony removes Cyberpunk 2077 from PlayStation Store and offers refunds to customers. Yes, they did. What is going on there? Uh, it's it's a twofold thing. Uh, it doesn't work on PlayStation Four. Oh, that's right. You were playing Cyberpunk, and you even mentioned last week that the consoles weren't performing that well. As far as when we say performing that well, I mean like the actual game was glitchy, buggy. Well, the game on all systems is glitchy and buggy. Um, That's the the sort of general bad news. Uh, The thing people forget is that all games of this size are glitchy and buggy on release. They're all bad. Uh, Skyrim is still bad and it's, it's, gone through what 14 releases over the last seven years or something like that uh but the the playstation let's just for example the playstation has two major models there's the base playstation 4 from when it was released 10 years ago or what have you and there's the playstation 4 pro which is significantly better but still nowhere close to what pcs look like these days um Mm -hmm. So the PlayStation 4 Pro looks pretty good, looks all right, runs all right, not great, but it works. The PlayStation 4 base model, the original model, it's it looks like crayon drawings. Everything's broken, 10 frames a second. It's just, really? it's junk. Um, Is it just because it's underpowered for the game? The game needs more? Yeah, it's grossly oops. underpowered and not just power, but it, it, it's, this game wants a lot of memory bandwidth, which those systems just don't have. They have old style spinning discs. They don't have SSDs. It's just so it's pulled, not because of content or anything. It's, it's just, it doesn't work on their system. Right. Um, the other issue is that, you know, they wanted this to be released with all the new consoles, the new Xbox, the new PlayStation 5, but no one can get them. Uh, there, there's a huge, because of COVID and other things, there's a huge lack of availability for the new game consoles. So the game doesn't run like it's supposed to. It, unless you have the right system, you can't get the right system. So PlayStation just said, you know what? We're halting sales because we're getting too many chargebacks and too many refund requests. So... We're stopping all of it right now. My guess is that by by mid to late January, it'll be back on sale and heavily patched for consoles. Um, one thing is that this company, CD Projekt Red, uh, is world-renowned for their patch cycles. They, they patch games better than any other company out there. Um, so, you know, six months from now, this game will be a, a literally different game than it is today uh there will be new quests there'll be new content there'll be just an amazing amount of new stuff but because the pressure was on them to release it right now then they released it in a broken state and it's it's hurt them for sure and and cd project red is also (laughs) offering refunds for anyone who wants them but they're also saying hey give us four weeks in four weeks a lot of stuff will be better so so are you still playing it Mm -hmm. are you oh yeah 
So you're not running into the same issues. My machine, my machine is ball and it's so nice. I've got <laughs> ray tracing on. I'm running it at ten uh, at 1440p. I've got nothing, nothing wrong. I mean, there are the other bugs. The AI in the game is not great, but I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely really like, enjoying is it. Something it. You, those bugs is it something you're noticing? Oh yeah. Like, you actually yeah there's an issue with the the cops in the game where like if you commit a crime they just appear around you like they just (laughs) appear right in front of you and start shooting at you because the ai doesn't know where to spawn them in um but i don't break the law in that game that much so it's not a problem and there's other you know there's things get stuck on the screen sometimes there's lighting glitches sometimes and it's it's all stuff that you know they they need to polish out and get fixed and it's going to take time, but it's not making the game a lot less fun for me. I'm still really, really enjoying it. So, like, how how much time is it taking to play it? Uh, I think I'm 25 or 30 hours into it now. In like a week? Yeah, really? Yeah, just about. Sounds a bit oh. excessive. It's almost a full time job, man. It's on the weekend. I can easily put in, you know, 15 hours. How? What? It's like how do you Saturday and Sunday? You're you're married, right? Yeah. Of course, here I'm saying what, and I I just did like a 12-hour coding marathon last night, so... Right. There's a lot to do in the game. There's, it's not, it's not like playing a first-person shooter or playing Rocket League where you're doing one thing over and over. If you get bored of something, you can just, like, walk around and look at the neighborhood and just check out the stores and manage your inventory and read all of the... Because it's got several books worth of lore in it that you just pick up and read so like i can go into my little collection of of books i've picked up and start reading stories from night city and do that for an hour that's crazy this is why i don't play this is why i don't play video games i don't i don't have an issue with people who play it that would be me i i would burn 15 hours a day just playing a game but i've i've waited seven years for this game to come out so Like, my wife was well aware that my weekends for the next month or so are going to be less focused on taking care of the household and more focused on my virtual furniture. (laughs) Don't worry. I'm getting the house painted. No, the one in the game. Not the game one. Not the one we live in. Gold wallpaper, baby. So we had a a client that called us. Like, I woke up, I think it was um, Tuesday morning. I think it was Tuesday morning. Uh, I woke up to a client in, in our in Slack messaging me and uh, they were concerned because uh, solar about the solar winds hacked and the fact that we use pingdom uh, to and solar wind actually owns pingdom. I'm like, yeah, don't, don't worry about that. (laughs) (laughs) There's literally nothing they can do with that. (laughs) But uh, I'm like the government on the other hand, you really need to be concerned about that. Yeah. Super boned. Yeah. Yeah. I I kept hearing about the solar winds, attack and i didn't know what had happened so finally i think just this morning i started researching it and it's like wow it's yeah it's crazy yeah that it, it is absolutely nuts did you get to the part what, where the password was solar you don't winds? know solar wind what did you get to the part where no, the like, password I, was solar wind one two three no no i didn't see that but john it sounds like you're about to break I, it down for us well i was just going to say that SolarWinds offers security services, software to the government, right? Not quite. They offer a software suite to, uh, not Cloudflare. Uh, what's the other one? It sounds just like SolarWinds. I do not know. They offer this security suite that, that the government 
ends up using. Right. But it's still a security yeah. suite. And basically, hackers didn't hack the software itself, but hacked the installer, right? The mm-hmm. upgrade servers. So when That's what I if you had it installed and then you, then you upgraded as you're supposed to keep your software up to date, it installed malware or a virus on your machine. Mm-hmm. And then attackers had access to the networks that you were on <laughs> or just started yeah. gathering data about the people that installed it. I'm assuming any information they could get from usernames and passwords. And my it's understanding been since is March. Yeah. My understanding is it's been like all year long. Like this didn't just happen. It's yeah, been going it was on like, for a while. It's probably the same people that created COVID. They're like, let's create COVID as a disguise so that we can sit in here <laughs> undetected <laughs> longer. Yeah, it's God, working on his next. Uh, next so, FireEye is the company that got compromised through Solar Winds, and FireEye is the one that's uh, really damaging because the government trusts them. Yeah, um, I didn't know they were compromised. I thought they found it and they they're the, kind of the whistleblowers but they found it because they were compromised yes yeah i i, I, I are you sure about that because i agree with john I, I thought they were the ones that discovered it uh fire i discovered the solar winds breach while probing their own hack oh so they were wondering how they got hacked and discovered that it was solar winds that was the culprit uh through the orion oh through the Orion software package. Uh, and, and this is apparently started in, in May, was the rollout for this update that affected everyone. So it appears that they've had internal access to most government systems for a long time. Oh, I read March. March of this year. It might have been. Okay, yeah, I thought, I been thought it. it was earlier. Yeah. Still, that's na- just nasty. <sighs> yeah. 18,000 yep. customers affected. They say they have 300,000 customers. That's... Big company at five dollars a customer. They, they that would be a lot of Argus customers. That'd be a lot of money to Argus. <laughs> Three hundred thousand. Argus $5. doesn't. Argus doesn't use Solar Winds, does it? Nope. Nope. We don't. Nothing to worry about there. I mean, there was a lot of. Uh, yeah. No. 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 But speaking of hacks, and if again, if this is your first time listening to the show, once again, welcome. Uh, we have a Discord channel. And our Discord channel, they're 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 the, they're the true heroes. They're the true heroes of our show. Is our <laughs> Discord channel? Uh, they um that that same client who was worried about the sol- uh, solar winds hack also got wind that there was a hack on Google as well, and uh, started hitting me with that. I'm like, no, no, no. I think you're confusing this. And he had sent me some links. I'm like. Oh shit! You know Google was down yesterday. I didn't know that it was a hack though, and uh, I posted it into our Discord, and a few people came to my rescue, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no! That's not first thing. That site is a tabloid site. They're the worst site in, in you know in Europe. Don't listen to them." And uh, clarified everything for me, so I was able to go back to the client. Uh, a couple of them uh, posted like the Google status. Uh, pages showing where they they acknowledged they had issues and what the issues were so i was able to go back to the client and share that with them and that really made them feel better but but yeah uh php ugly dot discord no i'm sorry discord discord dot php ugly dot com will get you into our discord channel if you're at all interested in hanging with some truly cool PHP developers, uh, and, and I'm in there as well, and, and Tom, and 
John, forget John, but I'm in yeah, there right now. Some, what are you talking about? The cool thing about our Discord is like uh-huh. it's not super chatty. Like people pop in there, some conversations kick off, but it's not just like this random. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm interested in learning Laravel, but I can't get the installer working. Not to. I don't want to discourage that. Yeah, I don't want to d- discourage people from doing that. Be- but there's plenty, plenty, plenty of avenues for you to do that. And the PHP Ugly Discord channel is probably not one of them. But a bunch of very helpful people in there. I do appreciate it. Yeah. That's- I'm surprised Discord doesn't offer that subdomain for signing up or accessing. Well, I told you so- we can just... We had it for a while. We had this. Oh, yeah, I think it's it. a premium level. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, speaking of the uh, the Google crash, uh, it brought down all of the Google devices as well as just your normal Google stuff. So if you had a Nest thermostat, too bad. I have a Nest thermostat. Uh, it apparently it didn't cause anyone's houses to like freeze or anything, but uh, you couldn't control your Nest thermostat or like save your settings or anything like that for the time being that it was down. Oh, interesting. Could you, I wonder, wonder if it affected physical control. Like, could I go to my thermostat and change it? Like, I can understand I couldn't do it through the app. I believe you had no problem physically changing it, but, you know, just more internet of things my garbage. Little, now that you say that, my, uh, my little uh, Google Home, what's this called? The Home? Is this the Home? Yeah. Yep. The Google Home device, the, the kind of, yeah, the screen uh, personal assistant. Uh, it it had completely frozen in this state that I had never seen before. Like the the little Google logo was loading, but it, it was frozen. It was like a white screen, and it was completely non responsive. One morning, and I'm like, I think this just died on me. And I, this was before I had realized that Google was having issues. And uh, I had unplugged it and left it, and it finally rebooted. Well, you know, there was there was some meeting where a tech said, "Hey, uh, if all the Google services are down, the device uh, creates this ugly boot loop thing." And someone just said, "Hey, if all the Google services are down, we have bigger problems." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this was actually a conversation I had this week. We did uh, some uh, sprint planning for next year, and. One of the projects that is being discussed is we're already using Firebase pretty heavily in a few things, but using it are you really more? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we've abused it in the in the past where you get rate limited if you're pushing too much data to Firebase, they slow you down. And oh, really, <laughs> with we didn't realize that, and there was a big change that was made, and then all of a sudden our jobs were just backing up and just not completing or took all day to complete. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the research, I kept thinking, okay, Firebase is down or something happened. No, it was rate limiting, but it wasn't them saying you're rate limited. It was just, they basically just slowed it down. So that's so anyway, super interesting. We, yeah. we got past that because we were abusing it. We weren't using it right. But that brought up the point of, well, what happens if we are using it more? We go into this next big thing that we're, building and now we're relying on firebase what happens if they do go down Uh and my point was firebase controls a lot of your phone apps so if it's down they're really probably working hard to get it back up and running i mean it's like aws going down It, it, it happens but really i mean it's so rare like it happens less than it would happen if you try to run the servers yourself. But I, I mean, we're we're in the current dot com bubble, and it's lasted twenty years longer than the first one. But the first one happened too, and people got overvaluated, and 
their servers were repossessed and they went down overnight. And we, we can't be in a position where we say that can't happen to Cloudflare. That can't happen to Firebase. That can't happen. Like there's going to be a day in the next 50 years where one of these services, it turns out, was embezzling or being embezzled, has no money and then just is gone the next day. And it's going to screw a lot of people. Yeah. Well, we are actually trying to be smart about it and have contingency plans for if that happens. Try and build. So, a- have have you guys looked at other other? I, I assume you're using uh, Firebase as a NoSQL solution. Kind of. Yeah. It's managing state for uh, for some phone calls. The the backup solution is that's using it for the real timeness that it provides but having a fallback to making you know doing a polling api api call back to the servers so there mm-hmm. is a backup plan there is a hey they're down right now kind of going back to the php architect with the uh the circuit breaker that. pattern that's in there yeah there there's a way around things you realize yeah. oh they're down right now at first it, you really slow down because you're timing out you're not getting your data from firebase you start making your API, API calls. If you have that circuit breaker pattern in there, you just don't try Firebase for a little bit and you just make your API calls, speeding that loop up a little bit until the service is back up. If you're yeah, not subscribed to, to PHP Architect, you should be. Yeah, PHP Architect, yeah, and for real. They should be sponsoring us. That That is a fantastic uh, publication. But we, Thomas, and we can also you get drunk and email them? them? See what you can do? <laughs> email Oscar. <laughs> uh, we, we did, we... Just recently, uh, matter of fact, I, I mentioned Wednesday we did a bunch of podcasts. That was one of the podcasts we did. Was the well, both of them were the PHP Architect podcast, and uh, one of the podcasts we do is review, not review, but we kind of go through that month's articles and just kind of conversations about it and you know real world implementations, um, things like that. And the article John is talking about is from Eric Mann, uh, Security Corner. And it was it, it was a it was a pattern I never heard of, which was called the circuit breaker pattern. And it's designed for uh, when your application is dependent on external services, whether it's third party external services or external services that you have, just not part of that that core base. And the pattern as John was explaining, does things like it makes sure that the service is available, that it's responding correctly, that you're protected from any issues, and that if something does happen to that service, it manages that that interruption so that it doesn't it's it's as little impact to your customers as possible. And it really hit home for me because I'm I, I've over the years have really started to embrace these APIs and using APIs and other people's APIs to run my stuff. And I started thinking more and more about wow, I should think about this. And, and there are there's actually a package out there for Laravel, which I do a, I do a lot of coding in Laravel that does implements the circuit breaker pattern as middleware to your application. Um, yeah, it was, I, it's, I don't want to sound like I'm bullshitting you because I'm really not. But this last year of doing the podcasts for PHP Architect, it seems like every month or every other month, there's just been this, like, there's always like that one article in that magazine that's like just so impactful to me. Like, wow, this is, this is really something to think about. And that was, that was this, not, not to, <clears throat> downplay all the other articles that are in there, but that was this one. 
This one was a really good one. Oh, the in, the interview one we did on the solid principles was great too. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Oh, man. Can you can you say his name again though? <laughs> Vinicius Capitelli. 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 Vinicius Capitelli. I love talking <laughs> I had, to people. I, I had I had to I had to write out his name in uh what is it, it pronunciation where you kind of spell out sections of the word. Yeah, uh, phonetically, right? Phonetically, phonetically, yeah, phonetically, yeah, yeah. Kind of think of the word. Yeah, I don't. They, they Again, always make me too. do the names. Like both John and Oscar are are so much better at it than I am, but they always make me do the hard name, bastards. Because you're better at everything else about speaking, about podcasting, just interviewing. You're so much better at all those pieces. You just can't say people's names. I've got Nothing. some. I've got some Nothing news for about. us. Uh, P, uh, PHP Storm, or the, the parent company, JetBrains, has released Codana. Codana. Q-O-D-A-N-A. Okay. <clears throat> what is Codana? So this is an early access thing. They're just giving it out, putting it out there for people to try and play with. Uh, and it's a static analysis tool that you can integrate into your CI pipeline. So it can run... <sighs> So many of these coming out now with PHP with uh, with PHP eight with seven and eight and like you said the attributes I think have really spawned these uh, static analysis tools. Well, this is a tool that they basically had a fan create as like a a plugin for PHP Storm, and they said you know it still has it still has issues. It's hard to get this thing to work correctly because I'm not in the code base. I'm just using a plugin. And the real trick here is that what it does is it takes your inspections that you would normally have in your IDE and runs mm-hmm. them as a static analysis and generates a report. So in the way that your IDE would have exceptions shown on the screen in red for you, Kodana will say, hey, we couldn't deploy this on the pipeline because the exception is here on this line because of this and you need to do this to it. So all of the all of the inspections and stuff that PHP Storm would normally do, you can now get out of your uh, CI pipeline. And I guess they've been working on this what, for a while. What's the benefit of that, though? I mean, just to have a more holistic view of it like an overall view of it or well normally this kind of analysis would be done with something like linting um yeah or like you said the the tool does it i mean the the editor does it now right so this actually takes the same inspections that you are running right now in php storm and runs it across your entire project on a per deployment basis. So it's it's a one to one match with the inspections that you see on your screen as a developer. Oh, so it's 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 specifically designed for deployment. It's not a de- so much a development tool. No, you can run it as a development tool. The thing is that in PHP Storm there's no simple way to say run my inspections on every file and produce a nice looking report. What this will do is give you a nice looking report on the entire project as a whole, and it will use the same inspections that you have chosen for your IDE. So if I say, hey, listen, my IDE is in PHP 7.4 mode, so inspect for things that are not compatible with 7.4, and I'm running this version of Node, I'm running this version of whatever, I'm ignoring this type of inspection because I don't care, or I'm paying specific attention to this inspection, because inspections, you can say, is this a warning, an error, or a fatal exception? Uh And you can apply all of those same rules, and I believe you can just export them 
to Kodana so that it matches what your team is expecting to see. Um, and, and it can and, run headless. And it's a Docker image. It is a Docker yeah. image. JetBrains slash Kodana. Oh, oh, crazy. I'm downloading as we speak. Huge thank you to our Patreons. Yes, thank you to our Patreons. Our patrons on Patreon. Our patrons on Patreon. Thank you very much. And if you, if you need a... If, if you need cron monitoring service, stop stop Patreon and go over to Argus. <laughs> <laughs> or both. Or both. Both, yes. That's always an option. Always an option. Oh. I think we're winding down. I think so, too. It's probably because we, we started at 2 o'clock. <laughs> Our Christmas I, I, I'm definitely hitting the wall. Uh, um, oh, there man. is one thing I wanted to cover. Lay it. Lay it on us. The, the COVID vaccine. Have you guys followed any of the development stuff for this thing? Uh, which parts? I guess a little bit. The, the Pfizer vaccine, which is an mRNA vaccine. Mm-hmm. So this is not using a, a deactivated or partially deactivated copy of the virus. This is using mRNA to train your body to produce uh, a protein that breaks down the the key that COVID uses to enter the cellular membrane. So it doesn't have any of the side effects that normal vaccines have. And this kind of vaccine, they modeled it in 3D, and then they took an electron microscope and took thousands of pictures of the final result, uh-huh. and they stitched it all together into a virtual, a 3D virtual model, and they compared the calculated model with the photographic model to see if what they had generated through their protein editing had actually worked, and it did. And this is going to be the first mRNA vaccine ever used in in humans on the market and the theory from listening to uh immunologists over the last week or so is that they could speed up this process in the future by three to four months now that they have this Hmm. now they have this technique and technology understood the next new vaccine that the next new thing that comes along they can just start cranking out vaccines for that's awesome and scary at the same time isn't it i i i I was totally waiting for you to say pfizer was sponsoring us yeah yeah i I agree i have i have a friend at pfizer and he's very excited we all have have a friend at pfizer we have friend of the show matt uh works for Pfizer. oh really I didn't know Matt was at Pfizer. I have a. I, oh, I, I, th- I, I, guess, I thought you were both were talking about Viagra. No, I, I thought. Uh, I guess I shouldn't call him out like that. I apologize, but yes. I uh, know. I have. Uh, I have a friend who's working on cancer research at Pfizer, and uh, he's he's very excited every day. Now, the thing with the mRNA vaccines is they require refrigeration to negative one hundred degrees. Huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that doesn't that do that. Count. No, mine doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you, should, you should probably get a better freezer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but today, Moderna, their vaccine got approved for uh, emergency use, and the Moderna vaccine is uh, shelf-stable. So while it's not as effective, it's still 70% effective, which is considered very good for a vaccine. Uh, it's cheaper to make, and it's very cheap to ship because you can mail it. So interesting uh, stuff. Where, where the flu vaccine is only 40 to 60% effective. Yes, I happened to see those numbers earlier tonight. Uh, this is, I believe, the last podcast for us for the year. Good call. Good that call. Uh, next week is Christmas, so Merry Christmas, everybody. And Merry 
freaking Christmas. The uh, we hey guys, I was gonna be here, but if you guys aren't okay, I'll take the night off. We we got through another year, man. How about a rough year, no less? That has changed our lives, but yeah. <laughs> I've just I've seen my wife a lot more. She's at home all the time. Holy shit! We should have done something special for the people in Discord, like uh, like free uh, free keychain. <laughs> well, we'll get on that next year. Yeah, damn. Oh, so, yeah, huge, huge thank you to everybody who's been listening to us for, uh, well, I mean, the past three years or four years or something now. I don't even know. I don't even four. pay attention. And, I, uh, I think you did this once before. I think it's four. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we all, we all hope everyone has a, a great start of 2021 and, and things start to not be 2020 rather quickly. Yeah. It will stop, it, it will stop being 2020 in, just a couple of weeks. Well, I can promise you that. You you say that. You you haven't seen you blew the me away, Thomas. You haven't seen the meme of the the clock ticking over on New, New Year's, Year's to the thirteenth month of twenty twenty. I didn't. I, I'm still blown away that this is their last show for the for twenty twenty. That's amazing to me, man. Yeah, we don't usually we don't usually take two week breaks. It's going to be three weeks. It's, well, it's going to be it's going to be tough not talking to you guys. <laughs> well, yeah. you're still part of our Slack channel. You can still talk to us. I'll have to I'll have to drink with my cats. <laughs> sure they will appreciate it. Alright. Well I think that's a that's a good we must well start our vacation then. I think that's it for two thousand and twenty, episode two hundred and seventeen of PHP Ugly. We wanna thank everybody. Everybody not just the Patreons, our Patreons on Patreon, but everybody who listens to us, everybody who participates in chat, everybody who pings us on Twitter, positive, negative, I don't care, man. I love and if you made it to this guys. part of the show, we love you even more. I think we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy laugh. New Year's. 2020, 2021 is right around the corner. Until then, talk to you later. I'm Eric. I'm John. Sorry, buddy. No. I'm Tom. Keep it Keep ugly. It Keep it ugly. One, two, one, two, uh, coming off the top, y'all know how we do, listen, I'ma drop a freestyle you can cherish, I'ma send a shout out to the host named Eric, yo, he's never on some average shit, you know, Eric, he stays loud and passionate, I'm about to break it down for y'all with the clever song, yo, shout the host name Thomas, cause he's never wrong, yo, shout to John, you know that he's smart and quiet, unlike my freestyles, which cause a riot, I'm about to do it like this, cause the people love me, shouts out to people, PHP, the ugly, it's called ugly cause it's not professional, but I'm about to come through and bless it with style, so let's do it when I'm spitting, I perfume the room, yo, the segment of the show is called doom and gloom, that came from Thomas, yeah, can nobody go beyond this, I get the mic and then I'm about to keep it like a promise, yeah, and y'all know we fill them up with anguish, we talking about the PHP, the programming language, about to break it down, no exaggeration, what do y'all do for a living web applications, okay, I I can dig it, my words spray tight, uh, they getting together on the Thursday nights, yeah, when it comes to rhyming, you can call me the new dude, I spew true lyrics while y'all broadcast on YouTube, so let's get it, you know my lyrics are major, all up in the comments, they got plenty of haters, but they doing what they doing, keep it ugly, we ending every show with the saying, it's lovely, let's go, yeah, come on, hey.